You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. Uh, as always, you can call 0696600 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871669800 or you can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com. And to start off today, we have a question that actually came in last night. I saw it this morning and it was about um, conserving water during this warm weather. So it's been in the news uh, uh, a lot recently over the last few days because of the warm weather and it's going to continue so is there any technology that helps to conserve water so i've been looking up a few different articles and um i have a few different story actually i have a story about it first as i was reading a story popped up as well so let's see what ishka Aaron and them have to say and then we can look at some of the technology it was actually a question from Mary in Newcastle West as well, was asking uh, yeah, about conserving water. Is there any technology that can help to conserve water? Uh, environmentally conscious, very good. Uh, but let's see what this article had to say. Um, Irish households are being asked to conserve water as a spell of warm weather continues. Ishka Aaron is appealing to the public to take practical steps as part of its Think Water Conservation campaign. Over half of homes admit to wasting water with usage in Dublin alone reaching up to 20 million litres of water a day being used during warm weather. Head of Water Operations Margaret Attridge says making small changes can have a big impact. This campaign really is about trying to raise awareness with people that, you know, throughout Ireland, people can make um, simple changes in their family homes and it's to raise awareness of those simple changes that people can make. You know, uh, reducing a shower by even 60 seconds, you can sh- you can save over 120 litres uh, of water a week. So, you know, if you're showering every day, that's a lot of water that can be saved in a week. Yeah, and to kind of follow up on that article and, and Mary's question, we have uh, a few bits of technology. Now, this was aimed towards kind of landlords to help on uh, conserving water through t- for tenants and things like that. But uh, it's quite uh, applicable to ourselves as well if we want to help um, to, you know, still be able to use water and have enough water to do what we need to do, but uh, to, to be more efficient with water, I suppose, is the best way um, to... Um, describe it. The cost of your daily showers is amongst the biggest drains on your utility budget. Uh, Not only does a 10 minute shower use approximately 30 to 50 gallons of water, but it can also spike natural gas bills due to power necessity to heat water or electricity bills. Adopting a a low flow shower head can go a long way to curbing costs. There are several forms of shower regulators available to residential landlords. So this is aimed at landlords, but it can help ourselves as well. Uh, With both uh, low flow shower fixtures and tamper proof fixtures can reduce water usage during showers. Uh, It's important to ensure that low flow regulators do not sacrifice comfort. Uh, in order to ensure that shower regulators protect conservation efforts, landlords have several options, or we have several options. Uh, tamper-proof fixtures, these uh, options can be re- removed by maintenance or other authorised personnel uh, by using a key. Um, uh, install a spa shower head. So this would be one that would be more applicable than than putting in the regulator that's locked in or whatever, but for our own houses. Uh, a, a spa shower head, a low flow spa shower head uh, is designed to maintain tenant comfort despite decreased water pressure. The resulting effect is a luxury is luxurious without the sky high utility bills. So those um 
the USPA shower heads actually use less water than your normal um, power shower. So that's one way around it if you if you like one of those kind of shower heads. Tap aerators, which is I, I find them quite handy actually. I was uh, I was away for a few days recently, and um, I was staying in a hotel, and it had the aer- aerators, but I didn't realize how little water they actually use. So I was washing my hands and worked fine, no problem. And then I wanted to fill like a glass of water to after brushing my teeth or something to rinse my mouth, and it was pouring for a good while before the glass actually filled up compared to say my tap at home, and I realized that that it looks like there's a lot of water water coming out but it's it's aerated water so you're not getting half as much water as it feels like you're getting out of it uh, so it was you know a glass at home would fill in four or five seconds uh, of water but a glass in that uh, with the aerated um, tap actually took you know eight or ten seconds to fill up or something like that it took uh, a good bit longer because it was using less water but it felt it was perfect for washing hands and everything it did a thorough job but uh, it was just um it was just a way to use less water, but still have um, still have a maximum effect for washing hands and things like that. So that's a, that's a, they're actually a very handy um, thing to have is the aerators on the sinks. Uh, toilet tank fill cycle diverters. I'm not sure what these are now. Fill cycle diverters reduce water utilization by diverting some water that could typically fill the toilet bowl uh, to the tank. Uh, this technology uses less water for the tank bowl and tank, uh, which can reduce water usali- utilization by up to half a gallon per flush. Some toilet tank diverters offer multiple configurations and can include water level reduction. Okay, so that's handy. Uh, Customizing fill cycle diverters allows users to make adjustments according to their needs when it comes to water usage. So that's very handy. Um, In Japan, they have those toilets with the sink on the back of them. So you the sink is the, the back of the toilet is the sink. They also use it in like some prisons and things as well. But uh, so you wash your hands and the water from the sink helps to fill up the toilet. Uh, so when you flush the toilet, it's the water that was you used to wash your hands is used to flush the toilet. So that's a quite a good, smart way of um, conserving water as well. Um, outdoor irrigation controls and rain sensors. If your property requires outdoor watering to maintain landscaping, outdoor irrigation controls are a smart tool uh, similar to the Nest thermostat. By using streams of weather satellite data uh, on weather conditions specific to your outdoor area, smart sprinkler controllers can adjust watering to ensure rainwater is utilized while maintaining landscape health. Uh, so that's very smart. Um, automated sprinkler systems that go off during rainstorms are uh, poor use of precious water. So I didn't even know uh, those existed. So it'll only water your um, your flowers and your lawn or whatever while when uh, it's necessary uh, to maintain them in a good condition. So that's very good. Uh, what I saw actually recently as well is, you know, a lot of people have those like big oil tanks or just plastic drums that catch the rainwater coming from your roof or something like that uh, attached to the drain pipe is um i think it was a ryobi brand but i'm not sure what brand it was but it's a it's a rechargeable um like a long stick with a with a motor on top and a hose coming out of it so you actually dip it into the tank it actually sits into the tank and it uh, the motor the rechargeable kind of motor on top um sucks out the water and gives you uh, a 
it wouldn't be a power hose kind of level the one i saw anyway but you can get power hoses of course the the, the like the the petrol ones or ones like that that uh that actually can use a hose uh, and go straight into a tank like that but this was a handier kind of one that uh, attaches to a, a normal hose uh, for like watering flowers and watering your garden or something like that using rainwater rather than using the tap so that's another way to save water and to still keep your flowers and everything uh, working well uh, soil moisture sensors another thing for the gardeners and farmers and things like that is the soil moisture sensors uh, they're designed for garden beds lawns and other forms of outdoor landscaping these sensors provide feedback to irrigation or sprinkler systems on how much watering is needed based on detected soil moisture levels so this is amazing the technology they have um, sprinkler heads um, low technology sprinkler heads can waste a great deal of water due to uneven or ineffective water distribution by using sprinkler heads uh, with better coverage due to the size of water droplets you can shorten run time by up to 35 percent compared to traditional nozzles uh, if you are able to use rainwater or other forms of non uh, potable water for irrigation you can further reduce water utilization uh, toilet leak pre um, prevention device leaking toilet bowl tanks can be difficult to detect but uh, can significantly raise water usage a moderate toilet leak wastes about 6,000 gallons per month I actually had that recently is um, the uh, the flusher in the toilet was uh, where, where it refilled with the ball cock on it was actually leaking constantly a tiny bit of water and I was noticing it was flowing into the bowl itself so when it got full it just kept going it didn't uh, it didn't stop the ball cock wasn't stopping the water it was an old one that came with the toilet years and years ago uh, so I was able to I had to actually go up to the attic and drain the tank to stop the water it was coming from the tank uh, so I had to um, drain the water out of it and then I was able to attach a new one I got in the local hardware shop and uh, uh, always remember to use plumber's tape as well <laughs> I made that mistake maybe the first time years ago uh, I attached something with, with, without plumber's tape and it started leaking a bit so that's uh, very very useful uh, is a bit of plumber's tape if you're putting any kind of uh, things like that together uh, but I put the, the new ballcock unit uh, on it and uh, working away great again and it actually fills up uh, I find it fills up a bit quicker and it's much quieter as well uh, it has the adjustable water uh, nozzle kind of the, the hose out of it uh, that you can move around to the quietest part of the toilet bowl so it can uh, it can fill up uh, without making too much noise so very very handy uh, but so toilet leak prevention device as well uh, is what they're recommending here a more severe leak tack uh, a few can cost a few hundred quid uh, and add on to your water bill while squandering uh, thousands more gallons of water instead of installing a leak detection sensor on each toilet which is expensive and can be expensive to fix toilet leaks why not go with a leak prevention device or a valve that will fix 80% of your leaks unlike other leak detection solutions in the market the toilet scrooge leak prevention device actually prevents leaks instead of just detecting them the toilet scrooge device uses a motion sensor that opens up a valve to let water flow to the toilet when a user is present uh, the sensor to oh so it's one of those ones like you see in some of the the 
hotels and things like that with the urinals and things like that when you walk away it, it fills up so this is uh, one that flushes the toilet when you move away from using it uh, so that's quite um that's quite handy very advanced uh, leak detection systems that they're talking about here uh, being that leaks are spontaneous and impossible to, det- to predict finding leaks before they cause major damage is vital most leak detector uh, leak detectors in the market are usually battery powered uh, operated discs or small square box that can easily installed and placed on the floor where you could suspect a possible water leak. Unfortunately, not all leaks are created equal and there's always the possibility that a leak won't just be on the floor. Uh, so there's other leak detection systems as well that uses ultrasound sensors uh, and clamping to the building's water risers and uh, communicates to the system's hub, transmitting data collected. So this is more advanced stuff and it may be more for um, kind of if you want a block of apartments or something because this article is aimed towards landlords so um, but there is uh, these leak detection systems that are very handy water flow management device every time we take a shower flush a toilet or let the sink run it causes the pressure to drop therefore increasing the volume of air water meters that measure the volume use the method known as positive displacement this is the most common method used to measure water consumption which uh, measures the total volume read including water and air by using water conservation technology such as water flow management device you can compress the air before it reaches the water meter as a result your water meter measures only the water volume in and no excess air uh, so that's another way to give a more accurate reading so that's some of the that's some of the ways uh, to save water uh, so and it's a it's a good time to have that with the current weather we have in, at the moment um so uh, thanks for asking that question, Mary. Uh, it's very pertinent at the moment. So uh, we're going to have a look at some of the latest in tech. Uh, Dublin Airport has finally been cleared to use anti-drone technology. It's after devices caused havoc for flights earlier this year on a number of occasions. The DA has invested in anti-drone equipment and trained fire staff how to use it. It has now been licensed to do so. Uh, security expert Declan Power explains how it will work. In a practical terms, what it actually means is it's a, this is a, a variation on what would have been developed in the military world some time ago called electronic countermeasures. So in effect, you jam the signals between the operator of the drone and the drone technology itself. So that's some good news. They've been a long time trying to get that uh, sorted since uh, these incidents with drones started happening. Uh, so that's good they have that in place. Um, new iPhone, uh, new charger. Apple bends to the EU rules. Uh, so their Apple are changing to USB-C, but are they bending the rules a bit themselves? <laughs> well, they, I've heard talks that that if you use a charger from uh, an, an Android phone, a uh, USB-C charger won't work or things like that. There's, there's been talks of different things uh, that they have their own. It'll be the same fitting, but uh, it won't, they won't be cross, they won't work across uh, different from Android to Apple and all that kind of thing. Uh, so, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just put a, a standard one in there. Let's see. Uh, Apple's latest iPhone will almost certainly feature a USB-C charge port uh, when it is unveiled on the 12th of September. So that's coming up soon. I actually have a bit of an article there about uh, some uh, of what people think will be announced. Uh, the firm's phones currently use a proprietary lightning adapter, unlike rivals including Samsung. 
uh, European law requiring phone manufacturers to adopt a common charging connection by December 2024 to save uh, customers money and to cut waste uh, and most new apple products such as the latest ipads already use USB-C, but the firm had argued against the eu rule uh, when it was introduced in september 2021 an apple representative told bbc news strict regulations mandating just one connector stifles innovation rather than encouraging it which in turn will harm uh, consumers in Europe and around the world. Lightning to USB-C adapters are already available from other electronic brands, including Amazon and all iPhones uh, since the iPhone 8, which launched in 2017, have supported wireless charging. Uh, as the current iPhone 14 now looks to be the last Apple device uh, to exclusively use a lightning port, this could mark the beginning of the end of the Lightning Cable. Uh, retailers on the Apple Store, uh, which retails on the Apple Store for $19. It's unclear whether uh, this will be a global change to the product, although the tech giant is less likely to make a different version of the handset for the European market alone. Uh, although that does happen. It happened with Samsung. They had a different uh, uh, CPU in the US version and the uh, UK and Ireland version of the, the Galaxy S23 Ultra. Uh, so yeah, it can happen. Uh, according to a report by Bloomberg News, benefits of the switch for users will include customers being able to use a single charger for iPads, Macs and iPhones, as well as faster download speeds. The EU common charger rule uh, covers a range of small and medium sized portable electronics, including according to the EU including mobile phones, tablets, e-readers, mice and keyboards, GPS, um, uh, headphones, headsets and earphones, digital cameras, handheld video game consoles and portable speakers. Any of these charged using a wired cable will have to use a USB Type-C port, regardless of who makes the device. Laptops will also have to abide by the rules, but manufacturers have longer to make the changes. According to the EU, it will save consumers up to 250 million euro a year on, unnecessarily, on unnecessary charging purchases and cut 11,000 tonnes of waste plastic per year, or waste in general per year, I suppose. Um, Electric Ireland is cutting its prices for both gas and electricity. 1.1 million consumers are set to benefit as electricity tariffs are cut by 10% and gas by 12%. It represents a combined saving of 428 billion euro for the firm's dual fuel consumers. However, the new rates won't come into effect until the 1st of November. So we still have a, a few more high bills to come before the, the, the cuts in prices, but at least they're coming down, which is a good sign. Almost 23% of those aged 16 uh, admitted to gambling. Boys were more likely to be placing bets, but almost 18% of 16-year-old girls polled said they had gambled in the past. The research from the Institute of Public Health has highlighted the effect of gambling, uh, uh, is having on, that gambling is having on young people. Their Director of Policy, Dr. Helen McAvoy, says online gambling has affected habits. As well as having a gender pattern, that there were certain forms of gambling which were more likely to be associated with excessive and problem gambling, including online gambling and betting on sports or animals like horses or dogs. So we were particularly concerned by the higher risk among boys, but also by just how many of the teenagers that gambled were getting into difficulty, including things like feeling the need to lie about their gambling spend or feeling the need to bet more and more.
Yeah, that's not something you want to be getting into at a young age because it can become, um, it can escalate and become a problem uh, later on. So uh, it's definitely something I suppose that needs to be regulated and I suppose there is an age limit for a reason. Uh, an 86-year-old has graduated with a degree in Maynooth University. Phil Devitt was yesterday awarded a BA in Community Studies at the Kildare campus, surrounded by her family and friends. Uh, she says her motivation to go back to education came after her husband of 56 years, Mike, passed away in 2017. She praised the other students on her course for their kindness during her four years of study, and she said she made some wonderful friends. That's fantastic. Uh, that's great. An 86-year-old graduating university. Uh, researchers have taken a major step towards creating synthetic structures that mimic real human embryos. The study by scientists in Israel is built on the work of a number of recent experiments using human stem cells. They've created a real 14-day embryo, which even released hormones that turned a pregnancy test positive. So that's amazing, the, the, what they're working on to help people. Uh, Bruce Springsteen has put off his upcoming September shows with his E Street Band. Uh, the 73-year-old singer is having treatment for peptic ulcers. He's described the postponement of the North American tour as heartbreaking and has promised to reschedule. So I wish him well there, hope he recovers and gets back doing what he loves again. Uh, the DEA has been rejected from buying land near Dublin Airport. 105 hectares of land was put up for sale by the McAvady brothers in May uh, for 210 million euro. It's believed the DEA offered 75 million euro for the land according to the Irish Times. But they've been rejected from buying it. I wonder why. Uh, a Florida man, <laughs> this is always, a, whenever you see a Florida man at the beginning of a story, you know it's going to be a crazy story, <laughs> a lot of the time anyway, um, who tried to run across the Atlantic Ocean to London using a makeshift hamster wheel has been arrested. There you go. I was right. Uh, Reza Bellucci was spotted about 70 miles off of the Georgian coast by the U.S. Coast Guard last week. According to court documents, the USCG judge um, judged the makeshift boat was manifestly unsafe and kept afloat by buoys and wiring. However, the 44-year-old insisted he wanted to continue his journey and refused to step off the vessel for three days until officers managed to safely extract him and bring him back to shore. Uh, that's that's a, a typical, uh, that's like a joke, uh, an ongoing joke about the Florida man stories. All the crazy stories come from Florida. Uh, tech companies are apparently hoovering up far more data through their smart devices than what's necessary for the product to function. Uh, the consumer advisory, which is warning about a range of products from popular brands, including a security camera that sends information to TikTok and washing machines, which demand to know your age. Harry Kind from the Consumers Group says even if the data that is collected is allowed in the terms and conditions, it can sometimes be long and confusing. We just don't think that it's really realistic for customers to be able to read through, you know, 20,000 words of a privacy policy to click accept for something which may well just be, you know, making their toast in the morning. Yeah, like nobody, uh, nobody that I know anyway, reads all of the terms and conditions uh, for a new product. I know I don't most of the time anyway. 
because you know you're excited to try your new device or whatever it is like that and when you're setting it up and just yes 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 let me let me use it now please um apple is very concerned about privacy risks under new eu rules uh, apple expressed concerns on wednesday about the risks po- posed uh, by the EU's landmark digital markets law after Brussels put the firm on a list of tech giants facing new curbs. We remain very concerned about the privacy and data security risks the DMA poses to our users. Um, our focus will be on how we mitigate these impacts, Apple said, uh, referring, referring to the EU Digital Markets Act. So this uh, so this article on... Um, HT Tech uh, doesn't give too much details about the actual act itself, so but Apple seemed to be concerned about it anyway. Uh, Google has been accused of driving up prices for consumers by raising the price paid by advertisers on its search engine. Uh, the EU competi- uh, the UK's Competitions uh, Appeal Tribunal is accusing the company of breaking the law and hopes to get around £7 billion in damages. Google has been contacted for comment, so they haven't replied, I guess yet as temperatures are set to rise as high as 27 degrees this week we're being warned that wearing sunscreen alone is not enough to stop us burning the hse is reminding people of the importance of protecting their skin with over 13,000 skin cancer cases recorded every year uh, Celine Daly is a dermatologist nurse at Sligo University Hospital and has this advice if you're heading out in the sun. But actually sunscreen is just one very important part for only one part of the Sunsmart code. So that's wearing a hat, staying in the shade between 11 and 3, keeping a t-shirt on, wearing sunglasses and wearing your sunscreen as well. So if you leave one of these parts out, you can fall victim to being sun, sunburnt. Yeah, I never think of the 11 and 3, you know, the the, the kind of peak hours uh, to stay in during that time. Um, yeah, but I, I do try to stay in the shade as much as I can and keep a hat on if I can and keep sunscreen topped up. So uh, there's very good sunscreens nowadays. And there's a, a lot, some of the sunscreens have like a rating as well of how effective they are, with like a star rating on the back of the bottles. Uh, so sometimes you'd have the very expensive ones and you think, oh, I have the dear one now, it's going to be good. But it mightn't necessarily be sometimes the the own brand of one of the shops ones are quite good as well. Uh, they have like a four star rating or whatever. Uh, so uh, a good sunscreen is important uh, rather than expensive sunscreen or you know I'm sure some of the expensive ones also are very good the, probably the majority are also very good and you have your levels of course as well what do I use yeah, like factor 20 or something like that uh, but I wouldn't be out too long most of the time I'm not a I'm not a, a sunbather in general uh, Integrity 360 invests 8 million uh, euro in new security operations centre in Dublin and creates 200 new jobs so uh, Integrity uh, 360 one of the leading pan-European cyber security specialists has announced that it invested 8 million euro in its new security operations centre facility in Dublin as part of its growth plans the company is also set to create approximately 200 jobs across the group over the next three years with 50 of those based in ireland the majority of these roles will be for cybersecurity consultants analysts and architects currently integrity 360 employs around 100 people in ireland and approximately 500 across its wider group uh, based in the high-tech fully secure 
Termini building in Sandyford in Dublin. The new facility spans 16,000 square feet. So that's good jobs boost for Dublin. Uh, how AI may be a powerful tool in treating male uh, infertility. Uh, infertility affects 7% of the male population. Now artificial intelligence may be about to help solve the problem. Uh, Dr. Stephen Vasiliku says that the AI software developed by him and his team can spot a sperm in samples taken from severely infertile men a thousand times faster than a highly trained pair of eyes. Uh, it can highlight a potentially viable sperm before a human can even process what they're looking at. Uh, he says... Um, He's a biomedical engineer at the University of Technology, Sydney, in Australia, and founder of a medical company called uh, Neogenics Biosciences. Uh, the system he has and his colleagues have developed is called Sperm Search. It has been designed to help men with a low or no count. Uh, so this article on the BBC goes into more detail about that if you wanted to have a look at that. You can find it on the BBC website, but that's fantastic new science they're coming up with to, to help people. Uh, government denies U-turn on encrypted messaging row. Uh, this is the UK government has denied its changing plans to force messaging apps to access users' private messages if requested by the regulator Ofcom. Uh, there has been a standoff between the UK government and tech firms over a clause in the online safety bill relating to encrypted messages. Uh, these are messages that can only be seen by the sender and recipient. The bill states that if they are concerned about uh, child abuse content, tech companies might have to access it. But platforms like WhatsApp, Signal and iMessage say they cannot access or view anybody's messages without destroying existing privacy protections for all users and have threatened to leave the UK rather than compromise message security. The debate has raged for several months and some of it has turned into an argument about privacy versus the protection of children. The government insists it is possible to have both. The online safety bill is... Uh, see, what, what worries people, I suppose, is like the Patriot Act in the US. You know, it's done for good reasons, but then it's abused and used. So this might be done for good reasons and all of a sudden they're spying on everybody and they can read everyone's encrypted messages and, and they all, you know, not always, but they do take advantage of it as what happened in the US and in several other places. If you give them a little bit, they'll use it for everything. Uh, so if they gave them a, a door to get into encrypted messages, they would just, uh, they would have access to all. So you know what, actually we need it for this as well. And we need it for, uh, for different things that they, they don't necessarily, they shouldn't be using it for uh, and they'll, they'll abuse it. So that's what the, the company is saying. But then the the government themselves say they'll only use it for investigating into child uh, exploitation and things like that. So it's a it's a difficult situation. TikTok has opened a Dublin data center to ease its China spying fears. Uh, TikTok has opened its first European data center to alleviate fears over Chinese state surveillance. Uh, the firm says European users' data is now migrating to servers in Dublin. As part of its ongoing response to data privacy concerns around the video sharing apps links to China. TikTok, which is owned by Chinese firm ByteDance, says it has never given data to Beijing. 
they do take so much stuff though I've read several articles and listened to podcasts about the the amount of permissions you have to give them they can access your everything in your phone your your camera your microphone everything uh, whenever they want and they can even connect to computers on your Wi-Fi system say if you're at home connected to the Wi-Fi they can connect to your home PC even if you don't have TikTok on it it's kind of crazy the amount of permissions you have to give them but they say they're not uh, using it for anything nefarious or giving it to their government but uh, a lot of people don't believe them um uh, critics fear that the Chinese state could request access any time. Uh, the video sharing giant is also allowing a European security company access to audit cybersecurity and data controls. Uh, TikTok has called this the Project Clover, nodding to the pivotal role that Ireland is playing in running its parallel software setup to protect Texas, which is involved, uh, which involved promising similar measures to U.S. lawmakers in 2020. Uh, earlier this year, TikTok faced a number of government restrictions on uh, its use on cybersecurity and privacy grounds. Yeah, like, um, like was it the Canadian ministers or something weren't allowed to have TikTok on their phones and some U.S. ministers or people working in law enforcement in the U.S. are also not allowed to have TikTok on their phones. Uh, a spate of institutions decided to ban the app, yeah, so that's it, including, yeah, UK government, European Parliament, European Commission, and the EU Council, yeah, so they're not doing it for no reason. Uh, they're not banning it for no reason. Uh, a key concern of European security officials is the risk that the data that TikTok holds on its users would be accessed by the Chinese state. Authorities imposing bans have warned that emails, contacts and other communications could be accessed by Beijing as a result of having an app on a device. Uh, as part of its efforts to ease concerns, TikTok will now be storing European data locally. Uh, one data centre in Dublin is now up and running and plans for another one in Ireland and another one in Norway. The data of TikTok's more than 150 million European users will be moved through those three centres. So that's interesting, but it's a few jobs for Irish people as well, I suppose. Uh, Arm Holdings chip giant holds um, hopes for market value of more than 50 billion dollars. Uh, uh, Arm, the UK-based chip designer, is hoping to clinch a market value of more than $50 billion in its first sale of shares to the public since 2016. It's a good company to be in right now with, with what's going on with Taiwan and everything. Um, uh, and they're under a lot of uh, pressure from the Chinese government. Um, and there's talks of invasions of Taiwan from, from China and things like that. And they're the major chip maker in the world. So chip makers outside of Taiwan are getting a lot of support at the moment and getting higher evalu evaluations because they're going to be important going forward because everything smart uses chips, uh, including cars and your, your speakers and your phone and everything else. Uh, so these chip makers are the kind of... Uh, are the companies out the the ones outside of Taiwan are the companies on the rise because people are afraid of a of a, a Taiwan invasion by the Chinese government. Um, so that's why they're giving themselves a high estimation. Uh, the company which designed chips for devices including smartphones and games consoles is seeking to raise five billion in the listing in the U.S. Expected to be one of the biggest offerings of the year, uh, it is set to test the market for confidence. It follows heavy lobbying from the U.K. government to, relist, uh, to, to list in London. 
Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has personally intervened in talks before the decision to pursue the listing on the Nasdaq was announced earlier this year. Um, Chief Executive Rene Haas has said that the company will keep its material intellectual property headquarters and operations in the UK. Um, Jamie Orhart is co-founder of ARM and previously held uh, Chief Operating Officer and, and Chief Strategy Officer roles at the business. He told BBC Radio 4's Today programme that it was clear that London was not the right market for ARM and that the decision not to list there was an indictment of the economics, referring to the UK economic and labour outlook. Uh, He also suggested that the British government restrictions on technology risked holding back the industry going forward. Uh, A star of the British tech industry, Arm Holdings estimates that 70% of the world's population uses products that rely on its chips, including nearly all of the world's smartphones. Uh, The company is owned by Japanese investment giant SoftBank, which took over the company in 2016 in a deal that valued the firm at $32 billion. Prior to the purchase, it was listed in both London and New York for 18 years. Uh, SoftBank will continue to own 90% of the company shares after the share sale which is smaller than initially proposed shares are expected to start trading next week so they're only um they're only sharing out 10 percent of the company so they're still going to be 90 percent stakeholders um ukraine war cyber teams fight a high-tech war on the front lines uh, ukraine cyber operators are being deployed on the front lines of the war Uh, dueling close-up with their Russian counterparts in a new kind of high-tech battle. We have people who are directly involved in combat, says Ilya Vityuk, the head of the Ukrainian Security Services Cyber Department. Speaking inside the heavily protected SBU headquarters, he explains how his teams mix the skills of hackers and special forces, uh, getting inside Russian systems, working alongside snipers and deploying the latest technologies. The department uses artificial intelligence, visual recognition systems to analyze information gathered from aerial drones alongside intelligence from human sources, satellites and other technical sources uh, to provide targets for the military. We understand which type of military weapons they are about to use and on what direction, uh, Mr. Vitok says. Um, His teams will also hack into surveillance cameras on occupied territory to watch Russian troop movements, and they direct kamikaze drones to take out Russian cameras spying on Ukrainian movements. Doing this often requires teams using uh, working undercover close to the target. Drones sometimes used for surveillance and sometimes act as weapons uh, have been the leading edge of innovation in the conflict. Uh, The SBU cyber team flies its own drones and plays a cat and mouse game to disrupt those belonging to Russia. It deploys sensors to detect drones uh, so operators cannot just jam them but try to take control, sending commands to make them land. All of this frequently needs to be done at close quarters. This in turn carries risk uh, to the team members. You need to protect them there so you also need to have security around them, explains Mr. Vitok. Just outside the capital, military operators are being trained on drones. Anton, who learned to fly them in a previous life as part of a a high-end travel guide, says the most important lesson is not teaching operators how to fly drones, but how to stay alive themselves by avoiding being detected. Uh, In the early stages of the war, small drones were flown around 10 kilometres 
from the front, but now Ukrainian operators need them to be much closer to overcome Russian jamming signals. Uh, the distance to the front is getting shorter right now. Uh, he says while watching a drone flying overhead, our connection has to be stronger than the jamming. Uh, so that's very interesting, the new types of warfare. Uh, so there's been the, the annual, you can set your watch, Google leaks. Uh, the Pixel 8 Pro again has been leaked. So a lot of people say this is Google themselves. So they have a front pictures, back pictures, everything of the Google Pixel 8. Uh, Pro. Uh, if you have any remaining questions about what the Google Pixel 8 Pro looks like, Google is here to answer them. The company has put online a 360-degree st- uh, simulator. So there was leaks. So they've just uh, um, because of the leaks, they've just put out their own 360-degree simulator. So you can see exactly what it's going to look like. Uh, it lets you turn the device over, back to front, top to bottom, with helpful indicators pointing out. Uh, there are various sensors and ports uh, where they are located. The simulator shows the phone in three colors and, conf- and confirms that the Pixel 8 Pro will be getting a new temperature sensor on the back beside the cameras. Uh, the simulator was spotted by Jose Ruben and highlighted by Michelle Raman, who both posted about it on X. Google doesn't appear to have published a link uh, to the website. But all you have to do is plug the new phone's name into the URL of Google's or other Pixel simulators and the new phone appears. Presumably it went online early and someone found it while poking around. Um, the simulator doesn't include specific specs, so there'll be more room for Pixel leaks over the next month. Um, and the simulator for the standard Pixel 8 doesn't appear to be online yet. Google's mockups show the Pixel 8 Pro retaining a SIM card slot. The phone is shown in three colors, pale blue, sandy porcelain and black. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any major software changes on the home screen. The mockups all show Google's favorite color matching widgets and a traditional at a glance widget. Uh, fun fact, the 500, this is the 500 time Google has leaked the Pixel 8 Pro just this week. Uh, it previously leaked a photo of the phone in porcelain and a demo video explaining its temperature sensor. Uh, the company announced plans to launch the new phones with an event in October the 4th. There's a bunch of screenshots of the simulator showing uh, all the different features uh, and highlights the color options from different angles. Yeah, so it looks good. It looks good. There's looks like four cameras, but they're they're not in line. One of them is higher than the other three. Uh, if that's right, and then two flashes, something or the temperature sensor and the flash or something like that. But um, yeah, interesting. Uh, new Google Pixel on the way. There's new iPhones, of course, on the way as well. Uh, Google's CEO Sundar Pichai's public memo. He released a public memo on Google uh, at 25. Uh, Google usually celebrates its birthday on September 27th for no particular obvious reason, but for this 25th anniversary, the company uh, is getting out ahead with CEO Sundar Pichai kicking off celebrations with a 2400-word public uh, memo reflecting on where the company has been. Uh, there's very little in here that will surprise anyone who's heard Pachai speak at length and it's mostly it mostly brags, which makes sense. But I expect you'll want to hear what the second highest paid CEO uh, of the world's fourth most valuable company has to say uh, in the moment of transition.
before I present the whole memo here, a few passages that caught my eye. Let's just see a few bits and pieces. The questions I've asked, Google has evolved over time. How do you fix a dripping faucet? The fastest route to Sanford Hospital. So this is the questions I can answer. Did Sunder previously ask Google how to ace his Google interview? Uh, Google actually mentioned this once before. Now I see its entire behemoth advertising business started on the backs of lobsters. In a 25-year journey, you take a few lumps, learn a few lessons, and work to do better. Remember Google Wave. Uh, sure, remember Google Reader. I guess he talks about some of the misses they had over the years. But uh, no, so he just reflects on the, the company as a whole, I suppose. Uh, Google, again, will soon require disclaimers for AI-generated political ads. Google says political advertisers must predominantly disclose whether their ads are created using uh, AI and they have to do this starting in November. Google will soon start requiring political advertisers to pr predominantly disclose when they made their ads with AI. As reported earlier by Bloomberg, starting in November, Google says advertisers must includes, include a disclosure when uh, an election ad features synthetic content that depicts realistic looking people or events. Uh, so they have to let you know when they're using AI. Uh, YouTube is going to remove some controls for its creators, some ad controls. Uh, YouTube creators won't be able to individually select if pre-roll, post-roll, skippable and non-skippable ads appear in their videos. YouTube is making some notable changes to the ad controls available to creators. Beginning in November, YouTube is dropping individual ad controls in YouTube Studio for pre-roll, post-roll, skippable and non-skippable ads on new videos. According to a support document from the company, bylined by Rob, a member of the YouTube team, uh, instead creators will only be able to choose between having ads before or after a video, uh, on or off. And on or off. Uh, if you choose to have those ads on, YouTube will choose whether to show pre-roll, post-roll, skippable or non-skippable ads when appropriate, per a notice on another support document. But people used to design their videos and put in ads in specific places and things like that to kind of, uh, they almost announced, uh, you know, I'll tell you more after this or something and then the ad would come in so they'd have the ads in place like a proper uh, a TV show production. But so I don't know if you can can still choose the place where the ads will be and things like that. Um, YouTube argues that it, this won't be too big of a deal. Most creators shouldn't notice a change if they already have uh, many of these ad formats turned on by default. In last year, uh, in the last year, uh, for long form videos that were enabled for monetization at time of publishing more than 90% of videos had pre-roll post-roll skippable and non-skippable ads turned on but for creators who want to have finer control over the types of ads their viewers might see this upcoming change could be a disappointment yeah that's what I'm talking about is those ones uh, WhatsApp now supports HD photos and videos so I've noticed that over the last few days uh, if you choose a number of photos to send um, or videos or choose a single video or anything like that a little HD button comes up at the top so a few times I had a number of photos highlighted and sent and it was oh I forgot the HD <laughs> version so I kind of cancelled and then selected a bunch again you have to give it a second to load up and then press your HD and it will send the then you can choose your um, your uh, quality uh, level some videos are not uh, compatible with, with sending that but most I've tried now are I think it was only one that wasn't so uh, it's pretty good um, 
A few weeks ago, Mark Zuckerberg announced that WhatsApp in, is in the process of rolling out HD photo sharing. The HD video is soon to follow, so both are now working. Uh, as of today, the process is complete. Uh, Meta has confirmed to The Verge that both HD videos and HD photos are available to everyone. Uh, both HD uh, photo and videos have rolled out globally. WhatsApp spokesperson Ellie uh, Heatrick told The Verge. In an email statement, the company also posted a promotional video to Threads uh, earlier encouraging users to share epic moments with a new feature, which has been available to beta testers for the last few months. After you select a photo or video uh, to send from your camera roll, you should see a HD button at the top of your screen uh, to the left of the crop tool. Once you see, select this, a menu will pop up prompting you to select your standard quality or HD quality. If you're not seeing this button yet, keep an eye out. It will reopen. Uh, I had to reopen the App Store a couple of times before the option update finally popped up. Yeah, so I had it there over last weekend. Uh, so it was handy because I was away for a few days and I was taking photos on a bit of a holiday and I was able to send the photos and videos in HD. It's limited to time though. I had one like a 20 minute video of like a light display thing I was watching and um, it would only allow me to send six minutes. So I just sent the last six minutes, I suppose, the the epic part of the ending of it. But um, it wouldn't allow to send longer video. But it does allow to send more photos. Remember one time it was like 30 photos you could send? Now you can send up to 100, I think. Uh, previous WhatsApp users could only send images in a very compressed quality. Yeah, it killed the quality uh, before, which gave the app a major disadvantage compared to competing services like iMessage. HD photos and videos now come amid a number of other significant updates that seem poised to make WhatsApp more competitive in the business sphere. Meta recently released a native version of the app for Mac OS, which supports video calls for up to 8 participants and audio calls for up to 32. Screen sharing is uh, newly available for the platform as our unnamed um, group chats so that's very good some upgrades to whatsapp and uh, the ai drake ghostwriter is back with a new song and is chasing a grammy the creator behind the ai generated drake song has released a new track featuring the voices of travis scott and 21 savage i've i if I had to name a song from from any of those, I'd know one or two Drake songs. I don't know the other two. I haven't a clue. Uh, I've heard the name Travis Scott because he has like famous his shoes named after him, Nike shoes that are that are very expensive uh, runners. But uh, I haven't. I don't. I don't know any of his songs. I didn't even know he was a singer up until right now. <laughs> uh, Ghostwriter, the anonymous creator behind the viral AI Drake song, has released another track, and this time it features the AI generated voices of. Travis Scott and 21 Savage in a song titled Whiplash uh, posted to TikTok Ghostwriter leaves a note for the two artists in a very at the very end the future of music is here artists now have the ability to let their voices work uh, for them without lifting a finger Ghostwriter's message reads it's clear that people want this song DM me on Instagram if you're interested in allowing me to release uh, this record or if you'd like me to remove this post uh, Ghostwriter adds um, that if Travis Scott and 21 Savage allow uh, the release of the song Ghostwriter will direct royalties to them so that's very interesting and our last few bits and pieces. Uh, launch event 2023, iPhone 15 launch and everything. So we talked about Type-C earlier, but they're having a, a big a launch event on the September the 12th, uh, Apple are. 
uh, we could see the iPhone 15, Apple Watch Series 9, Apple Watch Ultra 2, and maybe an iPhone 15 Ultra. Uh, in another sign uh, that uh, autumn is just around the corner, Apple sent out invites for an event that's set to take place at the Steve Jobs Theatre on Tuesday, September 12th, uh, where we expect to see the next uh, generation iPhone and Apple Watches announced. Um, the tagline is called Wonderlust, is of course a play on the word Wanderlust, which means a, lot, a strong longing towards traveling or wandering. Uh, does Wanderlust mean a strong longing or impulse towards wandering? Like everyone else, we're trying to read something into the invite and wondering what to do with Apple's upcoming announcements. Could the grooved cutouts in the logo refer to a less boxy iPhone design? Could the particles refer to uh, improved camera capability, including more capturing more detail? Could the colors, metallic shades of grey, blue or even gold be a reference to the colors of the new iPhone or Apple Watch? Uh, or is this just Apple acknowledging the fleeting nature of its existence? <laughs> no idea, but I expect the iPhone 15 Pro will be a headliner. Uh, so the 15, 15 Plus and hopefully Pro. Uh, they're looking forward to. So um, iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max as well. So they have lots of photos of what they what they think will be announced. Um, they're talking about a periscope camera as well, which has been used for going back a good few years now on a few different phones uh, android phones so uh the iphone i think the iphone 14 pro had a periscope camera maybe they're just taking it to the next level apple watch series 9 and apple watch ultra 2 uh, are on the way as well uh potpourri and wrap up I don't know what that's about. The AirPods case could see a new version with a USB-C connector. iOS 17 and watchOS 10 will likely get an official release date as well. And I can't imagine that Apple would pass up on the chance to update everyone on its Vision Pro headset that was announced in June. So they might be doing an update on that as well. So that's some of the announcements from Apple. And our last story for today, Sonos Move 2. Uh, portable speaker promises better sound and battery life. The Move 2 arrives in on September 20th with stereo sound touch controls and double the battery life of the original move so you see a lot of those Sonos ones in the shop so there's a new move coming out uh, it's a $400 price tag though uh, the sequel is here with some modest design upgrades much improved battery life up to 24 hours and a new a dual tweeter acoustic architecture that Sonos says allows the move to to deliver wide spacious stereo sound uh, a first for a Sonos portable speaker it ships on the 20th of september uh, in black white or olive uh, with a wireless charging dock and it's 499 euro or 50 quid more than the original so it's not cheap but uh, it's uh, this is it's their best portable speaker ever so that's uh, tech thursday for today uh, as always you can call 069 or you can text or whatsapp 071 uh, you can email myself patrick102fm at gmail.com this has been tech thursday thank you for listening it's available on all podcast apps as well bye bye you're listening to tech thursday on west limerick 102 fm